following Now the Next episode is one of four podcasts featuring local manufacturers rising to meet the challenges COVID-19 has presented. Today's episode features Michael Kelleher, Executive Director of Maryland MEP, and Christopher Helmrath, Founder and Managing Director of SCH Capital, discussing the resources the manufacturing community has needed now more than ever as they are navigating the unknown. As the manufacturing community continues to find its own in this new world of supply chain interruption and opportunity that it presents, many manufacturers are looking for advice, help, and guidance in how to best position themselves for the future. And today, we are bringing forth an executive director of the Maryland Manufacturing Extension Partnership, Mike Kelleher, who fills just that role here in Maryland as he sits as the intersection between the federal government, the state government, and industry in helping the manufacturing community here in Maryland achieve their success. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me on today. So you've been in your role since 2013. You've been out there slugging it out with manufacturers, and all of a sudden COVID hits us. What have you seen in the community since March, and what are you dealing with on a day-by-day basis that may be different than what you were doing, say, a year ago? So the thing that comes to, to top of mind is I have been so amazed and impressed by the manufacturing community in the state of Maryland. Although it's been challenging for all um, and, and devastating to some, the response that the manufacturing community has had in stepping up to either produce new items like personal protective gear, uh, hand sanitizers, cleaning and disinfectants and other critical items, or even just adapting their supply base and their manufacturing operations to to meet the new world, right? The, The supply chain has changed, the customer base has changed, and the resiliency that the Maryland manufacturers have shown to not just stay in business, but actually take advantage of the opportunity to, to reposition their business has been truly amazing to, to watch. And, and my team um, has really been there throughout. We, we have seen our role shift as, as technical advisors in the manufacturing community to working as strategic partners with these manufacturers. Um, we, we have repositioned our team and our services to first and foremost provide information um, as we got into March and April and like everyone else and, and all other industries, the manufacturers were hungry for information on when they would be able to reopen and what that would look like, what the new world would look like, what would the requirements be, what would the, the structure be or the regulations be. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we were able to bring that information out to the manufacturing community in almost a, a real-time fashion. Um, you have guidelines from agencies like the CDC or OSHA that were changing, you know, daily, if not more frequently than that. Um, so it became very confusing for manufacturers and what that meant to their operations, what it meant to protect their employees first and foremost, and, and how they should respond to that. So, so our team looked at, you know, really our, our primary role um, was response um, and and working with these companies to provide information, provide resources, connect them with some financial assistance programs that might be available through the state or at the federal level, and helping them respond to that sort of first wave of the challenge. 
So Mike, in the research I did in preparing to uh, have this podcast today, I interviewed some of the companies that you and MEP have actually worked with and asked them, in a word, how would you describe what MEP did for you? And they used the word navigator. They highlighted the fact that you were there to provide them guidance on what they didn't understand in markets and even went so far as to help them realize that what they thought was a sure thing in markets that they thought they could penetrate actually were not. Can you give some examples of what you and your team have been doing in these last 90 days to help the Maryland manufacturing community navigate the unknown where our listeners will then get a better idea of the power that MEP is bringing to the market and why they should be reaching out to you? Sure, thanks. And and I'm actually very, very pleased that that was the, the word that came to mind from some of our customers. Um, at the MDMEP, we really believe on providing value and, and trying to create opportunities for impact for our customers. And in, in a normal course of times when there's no coronavirus, uh, we work with companies to make them stronger and smarter and more profitable. Um, by touching on really four areas of their business. We want to improve their operations, things that the traditional plant floor side of manufacturing. We want to help them grow their business businesses, um, navigating new markets and, and opportunities. We really want to help them look at new technologies, um, things like industry 4.0 technologies, automation and robotics and 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 3D printing and digital scanning. Um, and then the obviously the workforce side of manufacturing, which is probably the number one challenge. Um, however, when, when COVID hit and, and things shut down at the beginning of March, uh, we realized that providing that resource was still critical to the manufacturing community, but the nature of, of that service would change. Um, and helping those companies wade through uh, the, the, the myriad of services and programs and information and resources that were out there, uh, it was really overwhelming, particularly to the small and mid-sized manufacturer, which is, is really who we serve here in Maryland. So we've done a number of things to provide that information in a clear and concise format. Uh, we started almost right away uh, conducting a Q&A webinar series. So each week we have hosted a weekly webinar uh, for the manufacturing community, and we've covered topics like the SBA loan programs and, and how they can obtain financing. We've covered topics uh, like the reopening requirements for cleaning and sanitation and screening of employees. Um, we have had Q&A discussions with manufacturers who have remained open throughout so they could share their best practices and manufacturers who had to close their doors because they were not essential. Um, so they were able to ask questions and connect with other manufacturers in the state of Maryland to see what was working and what wasn't working, sharing best practices and ideas for their future so they could ensure they were keeping their employees safe. And then most recently, we have turned those learnings and, and that information into what we're calling a reopening playbook. Um, and it really is a step-by-step -step guide for manufacturers to go through to make sure they're reopening their facilities or they're bringing their employees back in a safe and an efficient manner. Things like cleaning and supply chain and scaling and, and what to do if one of your employees tests positive for COVID and how to respond to that and what is the impact gonna be on your operations 
um, as well as the tools and resources that go with it, providing them with templates, forms, check sheets, um, all of the things to make their lives easier so they can focus on getting back to what they do best, which is manufacturing products here in the state of Maryland. So with that in mind, the entrepreneurial spirit that we're seeing occur just in the PPE community, where you saw people really trying to find ways to get product to those people that needed it. What if somebody came up with a business idea today and they knew that they could sell it, but didn't know how to get it manufactured? Would they call you as well? And would you and your team be navigators to help them understand who in Maryland could help them to manufacture the product that they think they can sell? So that really gets to the heart of MEP's mission and not just the Maryland MEP, but the MEP program at a national level. Um, we're chartered with serving the small and mid-sized manufacturer, and that includes the entrepreneur and the startup that wants to go from idea to market. Um, we receive those types of, of calls or email requests almost on a daily basis. Um, and what we want to do is, is our team will provide that individual or that group of individuals with some guidance. Um, we, we'll ask some pointed strategy questions. Uh, we'll look at things they haven't considered. Um, and then we'll try to connect them with resources. At the end of the day, a lot of times those entrepreneurs are faced with the decision of, do they really want to be a manufacturer or do they just want to license that technology and contract somebody who can do it? Um, and, and sometimes that may be the quicker way to market. Um, and if that's the case, we'll connect them with one of the many manufacturers we have here in Maryland who we think could could easily provide that service or with a little bit of, of guidance and maybe a little bit of financial investment would be able to meet the need of, of that particular product or technology. So what if somebody does have that idea, they, they can sketch it out on a napkin, but they wouldn't know where to really begin in the design and is it 3D printing? Is it injection molding? Is it what? Is that another process that you can help them through or put them in touch with people in Maryland to help them to do that? Absolutely. So, so that's something where it would be a combination of, of my team, individuals on my team who would, you know, as I said, take the, the experience, the industry experience and the manufacturing experience and ask some of those challenging questions, right? What is the material science behind it? What is, who is the customer base? How big is this market that you're trying to reach? Um, and then when it, it reached the point of needing the real technical engineering and design work, we have a number of, of partners, um, you know, contract design, engineering, and manufacturing partners who we would connect them with, depending on how big they were, or how big the opportunity was. We're fortunate in Maryland that we do have a lot of resources and, and some of those resources are dependent on where that individual falls in the in the scale of the financial investment that's required. Right? It's not a one size fits all. Some of these projects are are hundreds of thousands of dollars to get to market as opposed to maybe a, a few thousand dollars to get to market. But that's a good news message because many people are finding themselves out of work and thinking what can I do? And are stifled by the, the prospect of being an entrepreneur because of the unknown. I wouldn't know how to manufacture it. What would it actually cost? But it really sounds like the MEP is a great place for them to start, learn, and through your connections and navigation, possibly bring the next great business to Maryland. 
Absolutely. And, and one thing that I, I would love to share that we're really excited about um, that has some great examples of that. When, when the COVID pandemic started, um, my team was working actively to collect the capabilities of manufacturers that we had in the state to produce PPE and other critical items. And we quick, quickly realized that even though we were collecting those capabilities, there was not a, a single repository of this information where buyers could quickly and easily access that information and identify companies in Maryland that were capable of, of either making or supplying the, the critical products they needed. So in, in response to that, we put together the Maryland Manufacturing Network, which is a supplier uh, directory for these companies that are producing PPE and other items. We worked closely with the team at the Maryland Department of Commerce. Um, and what we saw was a, a, a rush of several hundred Maryland companies. These are established companies um, that were in these markets and in these supply chains, as well as entrepreneurs and, and inventors and, and companies who just wanted to repurpose their business to transition to producing things like cloth face masks or um, hospital gowns or hand sanitizers, um, really just all of the, the items that were on the, the critical needs list. And through that platform, through that Maryland Manufacturing Network platform, we've been able to allow buyers to reach out and identify and connect with suppliers who can produce and, and, and supply those items in a timely manner. Um, really, really looking at that as a way to fill some of the gaps in the critical supply chain here in Maryland and hopefully keep some of that business home here in Maryland. So one of the questions that so many people have is how can I potentially pay for that? Does your program provide access to financing or programs that the entrepreneur may not know exist in the state? So what what the way we approach all projects with with companies is we want to give that individual or that company a true sense of of what the investment is going to be to get that product to market or to accomplish that project. Um, and once we have that, then we'll work with them and we'll work with the state and the local uh, government as well as the federal government to try to identify resources that can be used to help cover the cost of, of implementing whatever these recommendations might be. Um, through this, through, through the COVID pandemic, we've been able to layer in um, like I said, the, the traditional SBA funding programs, um, helping companies get access to things like the PPP. But we've also worked with a number of manufacturers to help them apply for and access the state of Maryland's Manufacturing Innovation Grant. Um, and, and that was a great program that provided companies up to $100,000 to repurpose their manufacturing to supply these critical needs or these critical items. And, and, and we've seen everything from large companies who you know were producing armor uh and armor plating repurposed to now producing medical face shields to small um small manufacturers of of drapery and upholstery who are now making uh cloth face masks and and surgical gowns so it's been a great tool and a great way for maryland to reinvest in the companies here to try to strengthen our supply chain here at home so it's clear that we've all seen the medical community's need. 
But as we know, the supply chain for so many things, and you highlighted the production that goes on worldwide, much of that is probably going to have a chance to come home. If you were to look across the state and think of the manufacturers that we have here, what are some of the real unique capabilities that this state has that maybe the listener would never have known about had you not just told us? So I'll start with the resources we have first, right? Maryland is, is really fortunate from a geographic standpoint of where we sit in the mid-Atlantic. We're close to New York. We're neighbors with Washington, D.C. We've got access to a, a, a deep water port. Um, we're close to I-70, which is a major, major highway and artery. Um, so from a logistical standpoint, I don't know that there's any other state in the country that has ready access to the resources we have, but it's even deeper than that. You look at where Maryland sits in position to the federal government, our proximity to um, more federal agencies than any other state, more federal labs than any other state. We've got the NSA and Fort Meade. Um, right in our backyard. And, and so these resources really drive the industries that we see that are stronger in Maryland, right? We've got a, a, a huge presence in cybersecurity, um, both cybersecurity products as well as cybersecurity services. We've got a really strong presence in biomedical and pharma because of our, our proximity to NIH. Um, and the FDA and the, and the University of Maryland and Hopkins and all of the great educational institutions we have. So if you look at those resources, um, where we see Maryland really emerging and, and really growing our strength is in the defense supply chain, um, where I think we'll always be strong in the defense industrial base. But those other industries like the medical, the biopharma, the cybersecurity, um, and really you see us being pretty strong in the in the food industry. And I think that's in attribute to companies like McCormick and Purdue and the longstanding guys that have been here combined with the smaller startups um, that are really you know, ma making a, a dent in the market and putting a name out there for themselves, Maryland is emerging as a, as a pretty strong food hub from a manufacturing standpoint. So if there were to be one project that you and your team have worked on, say in the last year, that you would have thought, wow, that is crazy. There's no way that'll come to fruition. And now you look back and go, wow, that was a great success. Can you give us an anecdote? Sure. Um, and that's a that's a fun question. And I'm going to think for a minute on that because I do appreciate you, you throwing that out there. I'll As I'm thinking, I will throw out the, the, this out there and say, I really consider myself fortunate in the position that I'm in as the director of the MEP because I get to go visit so many manufacturing companies um, and I truly do come home, if not every day, every few days, just surprised at, at finding a company that's in some industrial park that is making products or, or, or making technology that I didn't even know we had in Maryland. Um, and I truly am surprised on a, on a regular basis to say, wow, that's made in Maryland. That's really, really cool. Um, you know, if, if I were to point to a company that that amazes me every time I walk in their doors um, and they're doing incredible things and they've continued to do it through this, this COVID pandemic, um, there's a company down on the Lower Eastern Shore called Hardwire. 
Uh, they're down in Pocomoke City, and they're traditionally an armor manufacturer. They make all types of, of armor for the DOD and the civilian sector. Um, and through this pandemic and the COVID pandemic, they shifted their operations to produce protective face shields. Um, and they were able to, you know, they weren't laying employees off. They were increasing the size of their workforce. Um, uh, my numbers may be off. I don't think they quite doubled their workforce, but they were hiring men and women who had been laid off from, from the likes of Home Depot or Lowe's. They were hiring men and women who were traditionally in the service industry in Ocean City to come in and produce medical face shields uh, to supply the state of Maryland, to supply the medical community. Um, and, and so they were able to do that in you know, probably less than, than two weeks time. Um, they were able to transition their business from making armor for the DOD and the military to making medical face shields. And that's a product line that I'm pretty sure they're gonna continue to, to grow and develop into the future. So it wasn't a one-time, one-off uh, initiative. And that, that, you know, that one has been really fun to watch um, and, and to see that take shape and to see what they've been able to do in that community to not only stay open, but provide jobs to individuals that might not otherwise have access to those jobs. What's the one thing as we wrap this up, if you could change in the workplace, in the environment that we're in today, if you could change it, would really unlock and unleash the power that Maryland has. And whether it's through information, bureaucratic change, or economic change, would really allow us to thrive and be the real leaders that you've identified us that we can be? So I think the the biggest thing that we can collectively do, and Maryland MEP is not the only one working on this, our partners at RMI and the state of Maryland and, and others are continually working on it, but the image of manufacturing and the stigma around manufacturing. Um, I, I think if we could get past that and make it known that Maryland is a manufacturing state, not only do we have some of the largest um, OEMs in the world with the likes of Lockheed and Northrop Grumman and, and companies like that, but we have nearly 4,000 manufacturers in the state that are incredible companies, they're incredible problem solvers. And if, if we could share that message, I think people would realize and, and young graduating students and, and even you know students maybe just graduating high school who don't wanna pursue a, a secondary degree uh, would realize that there are jobs and opportunities there that are not just traditional manning a production line. Um, these are high skilled, highly critical thinking jobs that are that are fascinating. I mean, we've got we've got young people in Maryland that are working in manufacturing that are dealing with drones and unmanned aircraft and and producing, you know, the latest in distilling and and microbrews and and food products and and you know, it really is a fascinating field and I think it's the only field or one of the only fields where there's something for everybody. Um, if you have a passion and an interest, there's probably a job in manufacturing that could that could keep you excited and, and get you excited to go to work every day. Mike, this has been great. The big question, given that nobody can walk into your office today, what's the best way if somebody who's listening has a manufacturing challenge or really wants to engage, 
with your navigation team? What's the best way to reach you guys? Right now, that's through our website, which is www.mdmep.org. We work really hard to keep that up to date with the latest information, our events, our webinars, our training, um, the other resources that I mentioned, like that reopening playbook and some of the checklists. All of that's available on our website. And we also try to stay pretty active on the social media side, sharing these success stories that we see on a daily basis and telling the story of the manufacturers around the state. So, you know, we're, we're open for business. Um, we're, we're here to serve and we really think this is going to be a good opportunity for the Maryland manufacturing sector to grow and thrive. It might not be right away, but eventually we'll, we'll get there. Mike, thank you very much for number one, what you're doing, your team, what they're doing. And we look forward to watching your success in the future. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. To listen to the remaining podcasts in this series and learn more about SCH Capital, please visit schcapital.com.